it's just I don't know when the starting of it is but we'll figure it out when you edit it you'll pick a good one I'll pick a good one you should maybe teach me how to help you edit I feel guilty oh well I like it fair enough it's actually kind of cathartic for me to do it because it's just this is vain it's just me sitting listening to myself (laughs) and you speak and uh enjoying it in the moment and Mm. then cutting out every single like that I could possibly do that doesn't sound choppy (laughs) this truly is gonna cure both of our our speech speech issues yeah our speech impediments that are annoying because we are forced to listen to ourselves to make sure we don't say anything terrible terrible or um just like in general is like like terrible um, like we're both very educated. Well, we're, we're moderately edu- we're, educated. We're, Sam, so sorry. We're educated. We're moderately educated. But that, that ties in, you know, that this week's episode. Oh, hi. 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 Welcome to uh, Dear Me, Love Me podcast, where we read out letters uh, that we wrote ourselves and uh, give ourselves advice. I'm T. Boyich. I'm Brooke Upholzer. And so. Oh, and that's Nessie. And Nessie's here, too. Uh, usually she's gone when we record, but. I let her stay this time. We'll see if that uh, that's if I regret that. But um, so we are about two episodes ahead of you, or you are two episodes ahead of us, I guess I should say, because <laughs> Nancy's going crazy. Um, we recorded two episodes mm-hmm. back in 2019, and but they did not air until January, until last two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Well, no, it's, no, last week. It's last week. Wow. Our first episode to us aired mm-hmm. last week but this is not going to air for another couple weeks because right. we're ahead because we're smart mm-hmm. and if we ever get sick or want to go on vacation or just don't want to record we have uh some backup but anyway. so we have some like fun like oh god like we have <laughs> some fun things that have happened in the week where we launched this podcast it's been unreal it's been so fun because truly fun. it's been it was nerve-wracking when you mm-hmm. make something new and something like this where you think, am I just speaking yeah. into the void? Am Is I just... no one going to listen? Are we going to have four listens, you, me, and our mothers? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Not quite. No, not You've quite. Had a lot of... Good people. Good people. T- tell us that they do enjoy the podcast. I had my cousin Maggie text me saying... I really did not think I was going to like it because I know you. And what do I need? What more do I need to know about you? Mm-hmm. You're my cousin. I've known you my entire life. And she said it was great. And she uh, actually reminisced on all, uh, we figure out, 10 of my boyfriends I had in the oh. 2010s. Like <laughs> 10 boyfriends of serious boyfriends. Not just dating around, of 10 wow. serious boyfriends I, I had in 2010. to look at me. But that's fine. <laughs> Well, that well, was, you were that was my persistence hell. of really needing a man in my life. That's true. But also so. you like those like, damn it, those pictures you posted of your past. You truly <laughs> looked like a little Elle Woods. I know. Wait. You I were have, so cute. I have a picture I'll have to show you in a second um, whenever I found my phone uh, of me. And it's my senior pictures. And, you know, when in the playbill of Legally Blonde where she's mm-hmm. holding up uh, the legally blonde sign, and she has the pink dress on. Mm-hmm. I have that picture of me with the legally blonde uh, vocal uh, <laughs> vocal book, and that was my senior photo with Shut the pink up. dress. That was your senior photo. Yeah, that was my senior picture. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> so, um, 
having boys was very important to me, but now it's not. Although I have a very important boy to me. Right now you've got one. Hello, sweet pea. You want to be on the podcast? Yeah, she's like, I want to be on that podcast. You want to be on the podcast. So how's your 2020 going? It's good. It's been great. And honestly, I've, this is so bad because we just talked about how terrible social media is. With the launch of this podcast, I'm constantly on social media oh, me now. Too. It's bad. But it's a positive thing. The way we're interacting with listeners and whatnot has been yes. completely positive. It's been, it's been a positive thing. And so I think I was just jaded in the fact that, you know, I don't really have anything to talk about right now in my life um, other than my very cute dog, which I'm sure people are like, get over it. We know you have a cute dog. Uh, false. <laughs> I will never get enough of cute dogs. <laughs> Those are always welcome so in my life. I think that I, uh, I've been enjoying it more. Because I, I feel like I can contribute something good mm-hmm. to the world. Well, but we talked said, through the, the crap. Yeah. And we found what we want to contribute. Exactly. Um, but, yeah. Uh, how's your 2020? It's good. I actually I was talking this through with my therapist yesterday. Uh, I only had one resolution in 2020, and it was mm-hmm. to cultivate better friendships with my female friends. Because yeah. I'm an introvert by nature. I love, love being alone. I will be alone forever and happy as a clam. But I panicked in about November that I was going to wake up at 35 and have no friendships. Uh, what? Are you kidding? I just had this panic that if, if I continue to be the flake or not go out with people. So I've been cultivating it. And literally every day this week, mm-hmm. I have been hanging out with a friend. I went kickboxing on I saw that. Wednesday. That's Yesterday, awesome. I went and saw a movie. Today, I'm going to Long Island City. Tomorrow, I have someone's party. Sunday, I'm doing a pizza night. And Jeez. it's exhausting. But honestly, it's been really fun. And my therapist was asking me why I made that resolution. And I said, I think it's because I need to create a sense of community and home to make New York feel like home. Like home. And yeah. it's been amazing. Make you feel like it's a place you want to be rather than a place you have to be. Exactly. So I've been doing that. It's been fun. That's good. Yeah. That's a good resolution. Mine is to stop saying like so much after listening to the first <laughs> podcast. And people, I know maybe you think it wasn't too bad. It was bad. I cut out uh, three minutes worth of likes from from both from of us? both of us. Yes, three minutes. Three minutes. I want those three minutes of my life back. <laughs> so uh, that was my resolution. And um, but yeah, so twenty twenty has been really good. So should we get into reading? Let's do it. Oh, this week's episode is mm-hmm. what I wish I knew before I went to college. Yeah. And T and I met in college. We did. We met at Kent State University in the year of what year did you transfer? Two thousand eleven. Yes, because I would I graduated twenty thirteen, so it would have been t- two thousand eleven. I transferred. Okay, so you were a junior. But we thought I was in your class that first mm-hmm. six months. Yeah, because we are one year apart in school age, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Actually, the whole first year we thought I was a yeah, year behind. Yep. So until my academic advisor was, like, was no. like, "Oh, you're graduating this year! Surprise!" Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, we met in college, and we were classmates mm-hmm. and acquaintances, but we weren't very, very, very deeply close in college. It wasn't until after college that we continued to grow our friendship apart, like by distance yeah by keeping in touch through social media and right through uh just you came to visit me at Disney I was and, just gonna yeah. say that and we went to that bar and I uh, met all your Disney we went, friends we went to Sea Dogs mm-hmm. yeah that was really fun that was fun. was that that was the day the world exploded for me do you want to do, do you remember what happened oh yeah um speaking of of 10 boyfriends 
um, I had my current boyfriend at the time, not mm-hmm. now, not Michael, my boyfriend at the time. Um, and then my ex-boyfriend was also there with us because he was in the same show as me. So we all just hung out anyway. And it wasn't weird. It was weird, but it wasn't weird. And then, um, so that was fine, whatever. And then we look around the bar and there is my ex, ex-boyfriend from college who was there with his Star Wars people. Mm-hmm. And, um, my friend, my other friend looked at me and goes, Brooke, your world just exploded. Yep. You have three men here <laughs> who you dated. In the same bar. Seriously, like seriously dated mm-hmm. in the same bar at the same time. And it wasn't planned. So, and you were there for that. I was there for that. And I will say, because it was hanging out with all your Disney friends, the guy I was dating at the time, I went home and texted him. And he goes, how was it? I said, I've never been around prettier people in my life everyone because you had all just come from work too so you all had like the makeup done and everything yeah that's true false eyelashes and I rolled up and was like oh yes I'm truly hanging out with a million Disney princesses right now <laughs> yeah, it was so, fun yeah that was really fun and mm-hmm. so that's when our cult, our friendship kind of blossomed and became to what it is now where we're actually friends and genuinely genuine friends and we hang out together we uh do this podcast together hey uh we work together yep. we do a, we almost do about everything we together <laughs> now speaking it out loud but we met at kent state university in yes. 2011 yep and we were both musical theater majors however this episode we will be speaking about college in general yeah the broad sense the broad sense of college not musical theater because that will be saved for a future episode so um, you went first last week with my letter. So I'm going to go first with your letter this week. Perfect. Okay. Dear me, college is an incredibly huge milestone in your life. It's truly the beginning stages of adulthood. You are going to spend the next four years learning about yourself and learning how to become the kind of person you want to be. You've worked incredibly hard to get your dream school, and I'm so proud of you. But looking back, there are a few things I wish I I wish someone had clued me into before I went to college. So here you go. Number one, you are truly on your own. No one gives a shit if you are doing your homework, if you are showing up to class, if you are failing or passing. It's all on you now. And honestly, you were the kind of kid in high school that could get away with studying and with get away without studying and somehow still always managed to get at least a solid B. That's not how college works. And yeah, <laughs> Nessie right, agrees. Nessie? And especially not how your music program works. They expect you to do your work and do it well. If you don't, you're going to fail your first test. That will be a wake-up call to get your shit together. You are borrowing too much money, and your parents are spending too much money for you to throw this opportunity away. Get your ass to class, do your work, and do it well. Yeah. Yeah. I have something very similar on mine, too that it you'll read it clearly um (laughs) you'll read it um but it's so very true that you have to put in the work or else it's that's nothing that that school is for not like I failed my first exam so my first school was a conservatory of music and if you've seen whiplash that was fairly close to my program what is whiplash the movie with the drummer have you not seen this Uh uh-uh great I'm making you watch it okay anyways (laughs) it was it was a conservatory where you worked your ass off that's what you did okay and my first music theory I was always the kid that never had to study Mm -hmm. and I got a f like not a d I got an f my first f on a test ever yeah that was your wait that was your first test Mm -hmm. in college failed it oh my gosh because I always just assumed 
Yeah. I could just study the night before. Yeah. Not, not study at case. all. Not study at all. False. Yeah. And you learn real fast. <gasps> oh, man. Because it was also the type of program where they didn't actually check your homework. They just assumed you were doing it. If you didn't do it, that's on you and you're going to fail the tests. Oh, okay. So there was no project homework. No. There was just those tests. Like my final for my music theory course, mm-hmm. they gave me a blank, like an, or a, a, an orchestration of a piece mm-hmm. with no directions and just said, notate it. <gasps> That's my worst nightmare. I sobbed my way through that final. Full disclosure, I can hardly read music. I'm so sorry, Jonathan Swoboda. (laughs) I I can't do it. I can, like, I can sit with a piece on my piano and Mm -hmm. plunk it after maybe an hour of figuring out um, the sharps and the flats and I have to write which which notes I have to oh. sharp or flat um, so it works for me yeah but if I if somebody sat there and put that in front of me I would have cried I straight up cried I think I got a C on that final with a curve not good at music theory everyone <laughs> good at I tried my theory. best <laughs> oh man okay number two get a pair of rain boots Trust me, nothing sucks more than sitting through a 90-minute lecture in music history when the entire bottom and back of your jeans are soaked. I'm saving you a lot of headache here. I like this one because Mm -hmm. I like how there's just the simple things that you don't realize about college that that you need to know. You need to know to get rain boots. You do. I, it took me... A full semester of soaked back of my jeans Jeez. until I just thought I should just get rain boots. And it's a game changer. Yeah. Because truly sitting in a lecture hall soaking wet is miserable. Sitting in a lecture hall is miserable. Sitting yeah. in one soaking wet. Go get yourself some rain boots, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so. Number um, three? Yeah. We can just move on to number three. This one's long. Sorry. You know, you're fine. You can always cut, edit some of this out, too. Okay. Do things that you might not expect. Spoiler, you end up joining a sorority. Yes, you. You join a sorority. What up, Delta Gamma? I like your... um, Our anchor? The, the anchor. Or the, the, little, the gamma. The, Throwing the, the gamma. Yeah. But that's yeah. like where you put your hand backwards. It's yeah. like a salute, but backwards. Yep. I'm doing it right now. Y'all can't see it, but... Okay. I like, I, I, I like that. <laughs> I like pictures of those. Okay. Stop laughing. I know. You're not the sorority type. But those women become the lifeline you didn't know you needed. When you transfer schools, the women at the new chapter accept you without even meeting you. You move into a house full of sisters instead of a sad dorm room, single room. And when you, your baby cousin dies three days into the semester, these women are the ones who unpack your entire room and decorate it while you're back in Chicago at the funeral. Oh my God. I know. That's really cute. Well, sad. That's sad and that's very mm-hmm. cute that they did that. So that you didn't come back to a place that doesn't feel like home. They're the ones that introduced you to all your, their friends. They didn't know you, but they loved you fiercely. The bonds of sisterhood teach you what it means to be a friend and a sister. Mm-hmm. I thought about joining a sorority because my friend Liz was a, a Delta Zeta. Right. And um, we had, you know, bigs and littles in the musical theater world. But I never really got the concept of sorority until now I never in a million years ever like when I told my family I joined they laughed at me yeah because I was never a sorority person and my first school had like an 86 percent Greek life everyone joined a sorority and I joined mostly because I didn't want to be left out and I enjoyed my first chapter but when I transferred I emailed the next chapter and said hey I'm transferring into this school and they immediately got back to me and said do you want to live in the house 
Wow. And I thought about it and I thought I can either go live with 90 girls yeah. or go live in a single dorm room alone. Yeah. But when my cousin died, I'll never forget this. It was the hardest time of my life. I drove home and that was three days. I remember. In. And I didn't know anyone and I came back and they had unpacked my entire room. They got me, I'm going to cry thinking about it, sorority shirts for their chapter that they all pitched in. And I started sobbing because I don't think that that, if I was in a single dorm room, I would have went home to like a lonely, quiet room. And I never would have in a million years thought I'd be a sorority girl. But long story short, just do things that surprise yourself. Yeah. That made me cry too. I know. I'm like all welled up thinking about it. That's beautiful. And some of those women, like when my mom got cancer and they just, I don't know. It's, it's this thing, this sisterhood and this acceptance. And I know people are like, oh, you pay for your friends, which is not fucking true. There were some I didn't like in the house. That's what I thought. Yeah. I'm not full disclosure. I have thought Mm -hmm. for a long time you pay for your friends. Yeah. And you pay dues and you, you do things, but it was the sense of camaraderie that I don't think I would have gotten elsewhere and I think it saved my life yeah well also it it gives you a sense of community outside your normal community of people and that's what keeps you sane Mm -hmm. as a in in a small major in a very specific uh group of people having outsiders who don't know the inside information who aren't as dramatic as you are or your friends are they keep you sane and uh when you're in college and you need that. You yeah. need a huge community. It takes a village. Doesn't it doesn't matter. It, you know, it takes a village to raise a child with your family, but it also takes a village to complete your college education. Uh, and be a well-rounded human. Be, yes. Be well-rounded. But I will forever, my last dying breath will be um, arguing the benefits of Greek life. Great. I, if it's not for you, don't do it. But for me, it was vital. Yeah. And I never in a million years thought I would say that. That's crazy. I... I, you know, I said, I thought about it Mm -hmm. and then I thought you pay for your friends. Yeah. And honestly, I I don't know what my life would have been like if I had joined (laughs) a sorority. So now I'm thinking, what if, what if? (laughs) You're giving me a damn what if. You're welcome. Oh, jeez. Okay. Number four. I have this too. Mm. Learn your alcohol limit (laughs) and learn it early. (laughs) There's a difference between a few beers and blacking out. There is absolutely no reason to get blackout drunk. It's dangerous and not fun slash funny the cool th- or the cool thing to do. Yes. Yeah. Learn it. Learn that Learn limit. it and stick with it. Oh, yeah. I've blacked out twice in my life. I have never. It's the scariest experience ever when you wake up and realize you have no concept of time. Oh, my gosh. It's panic inducing. Don't do it. There's no reason. That's scary mm-hmm. because you don't know what you did. And I was very fortunate that before I went to college... My parents were never super strict about, you know, drinking once I hit about like 16. If I wanted to have like a beer or something, yeah. they, and because of that, it never felt off limits when mm-hmm. I went to college and I really didn't go ape shit, but I learned my limit, but yeah. learn it. Learn it. I was a goody two shoes in high school. And I always said, um, I made a bet with my sisters, one of my sister's friends in high school when he was in high school and I was in middle school that I will not drink until I hit college and I did drink in high school when I would go visit my sister in college yeah and like she got me a pink bottle of wine when we went to see the blonde together and it was really cute and so there was those moments that I had and I wasn't blackout quote-unquote drunk because or even drunk as a 
teenager because but I you got that tipsy feeling. I got that like little tipsy feeling. And then once I graduated, it was, oh God, oh man. There's so, so many stories. There's so many stories. I still, I, I have one in mind. Oh, I mean, we'll we could always do what I wish I knew about alcohol uh, as its own though, episode. I would love that. Yeah, Ab- absolutely. There it is. Okay. Number five. And going off that, don't accept drinks from anyone at parties. Go get your own drink and keep your eye on it. If you set your drink down to go to the bathroom, get a new one when you get back. This may seem overprotective and paranoid to you, but trust me, when your friend is drugged at a party, your dad's advice suddenly doesn't seem so silly anymore. Yeah. She was drugged? She's drugged. She had two drinks and she's one of my sorority sisters and I've never seen anything like it. Oh my God. And it was at a frat house. And oh, luckily, I mean, there That's were like 40 girls from the sorority that were like, what the fuck? And completely went oh around her, gosh. took her home, took her to the hospital. Because another reason why sororities are great, you have 40 women there who are like, I'll kill everyone. <laughs> but my dad always said that. And I was always like, okay, dad, sure, dad, okay. whatever, dad, yeah, dad. And then I saw that and was like, oh, oh, okay. I, Just get a new drink. I've never, I've never been around that ever. And I'm Terrifying. so lucky. Terrifying. that I have never had that either happen to me or happen to somebody that I know yeah. or at least I don't know if it's happened to them but that's scary that's like that's a that's a movie oh yeah that's, it's just that's just scene be smart yes do, and also don't drink jungle juice I'll get into that in another oh, episode geez. but like the thing from the yeah. garbage can of all different liquors don't drink don't, that don't do it don't do it but don't do it watch your drink get a new one yes that mm-hmm. that's a, that's really good advice thank mm-hmm. you I, I do appreciate that because I, I think about it now oh, as well. Yeah. Not just college. I think about that now. Oh, yeah. I some You know, you go to parties in Brooklyn. You don't know some of these people that are there. Yeah. You might know most of them. but you Or know. you read things online of bartenders doing things even. Really? Have you never seen these? No. Well, your husband is a bar owner and bartender. Right. So you probably get in your algorithm more things, oh, that's things true. that talk about that. That's true. Okay. I got to look that up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the murderino and me going <laughs> with my little uh, ding, 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 ding. Okay. Number six, sex can be a fun thing. If you're safe, use two forms of protection. And not two condoms. <laughs> Don't Just double kidding. bag it. <laughs> no, don't double bag it. And you want to have, and if you want to have sex, go for it. But make sure it's with people that respect you and appreciate you. Yeah. I yeah. mean, we talked about this in the first episode, yep, but sex can be fun. Mm-hmm. Be safe. Be safe. And do it with people that respect you yes absolutely absolutely don't let somebody take pictures of you i just have to say that oh, don't 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 let somebody get take pictures and also of you. don't let someone this is female focused don't let someone pressure you into unprotected sex because sex without a condom doesn't <gasps> feel good oh my god don't have sex with that person oh my god that's such fucking bullshit oh my god. don't have sex with that person Ugh. Ugh. Have you been? I will no. You're, you're no. I was like, hold on one second. I have to re- recant that. Uh, I have had somebody ask me to Ew. not <laughs> use. Yeah, right, yeah, Nessie? Nessie. Yeah, fuck that, yeah, Nessie. Fuck right? them. It was uh, not somebody who I was, you know, seeing. It was fourth, fifth date or whatever. And um, I, I, he messaged me again the next day saying I had a really great time. I'd love to see you again. And I said no, no. Absolutely. If you do that now, what are you going to ask me to do later? If you don't respect my boundaries, yeah, fuck those seriously. people. Seriously, Jesus Christ. Number seven. A lot of shit is about to go down in your life. Your mom is about to get diagnosed with cancer. You're going to lose a family member. 
Take advantage of the programs in place for students with mental health. Go to the counselors they provide. It will help to have someone to discuss this stuff with. It's so funny how similar are ours they? are. Oh, it's so funny. And yet Ugh. we didn't hang out. I knowledge. know. We were That's, the same fucking person. We were the person. same person with different, you know, views, different paths, different whatever, different bullshit. But it, it boiled down to it. We are the same. Yep. Oh, my god. We know it now. <laughs> Okay, that's so true. Yeah. Forget that there are so many things that are with within walking distance yes. of where you live yes. and where you go to school, and just go use the resources. That's what you pay because they're usually for. free, right? They're free, and you pay a lot of money to go to that school. Take advantage of it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. All right, number eight. You luck out big time with your freshman roommate Emily. Shout what out up, to Emily. Emily. <laughs> You two will be friendly without being friends. And honestly, that's the best case scenario for roommates. Ding, ding, ding. You're right. Mm-hmm. Here is how to be the best roommate you can be. Be respectful of their privacy, their space, and their belongings. If you need to study past 930, go to the library. Use headphones whenever possible. Don't eat or drink things that aren't yours. Clean up after yourself. You're sharing a space with someone. Don't be afraid to set boundaries you need as well. The key to a successful sharing of rooms is to be courteous and honest that's very true that's it Mm -hmm. just be respectful yes be respectful that's that's so great to have a roommate where you are your your roommates and it was amazing and like I remember the first night of college she came in and I was so homesick and I had been crying Mm -hmm. and she looked at me she goes are you homesick too and I went yeah and she was so much cooler than me like you know yeah you you, know immediately yep I was like oh you're fucking cool and she immediately sat down next to me. We both cried and watched a movie together. Great. Mm-hmm. That's a great relationship. Yep. That you don't you just, have to be friends with them, but you do. Just, you should be friendly. You should be friendly. Okay. Number nine, right? Yes. 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 Ooh. Number nine, don't try and date people that you have to convince to like you. You date one giant asshole that stands you up for a date downtown Chicago. Don't tell his family about you and only informs you of his of this as his brother is walking up to his hallway to his dorm and just all around kind of treats you like dirt. Don't chase this asshole anymore. You shouldn't have to beg anyone to want to be with you. That's not love, you dumbass. He's using you. Move on. Yeah, yeah what the fuck? I don't know. Well, it's it's the chase because not only yeah. are men, do men love the chase, women love yeah. the chase as well. It's bullshit if somebody says otherwise that they don't love the chase. They just want to be. Do. Sa- you You fucking do. You like do. a challenge. But I look back on that and think, what the fuck were you doing? What were you doing? What were you doing, girl? Mm, man. On the flip side, take ballsy risks. You, as a 29-year-old, still have a little regret that you didn't tell the guy who always walked you home from your 10 10 to 2 a.m. library shift, who snuck into the music building at night to steal the couch from the drama rooms and watch movies with you on the projectors, how you felt about him. Yeah, you think he viewed you as a little sister and probably didn't have feelings for you. But you get one life. Make big, scary choices. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. That's I so was cute. totally crazy about this guy, and he was he was two years older than me. Was he handsome as fuck? So handsome. You know what, Brandon Butler? I had a crush on you. Okay, <laughs> I'm married now, so it's fine. But I had the biggest crush on oh, you in college. Oh no, like I, I totally had a crush on you. Oh my gosh. <gasps> but I wish I had I had the balls to say it in college. The worst yeah. he could have said was it's no like, thanks. Well, do you talk to him anymore? I do. Oh, okay. I was gonna say every if you once like- in a while we chat and see. He's 
you know, acting out in LA and we message every Whoa. once in a while. And I still have never told him I had a crush on him, but like I'm you, 30 now, almost. I'm married. I can do you it. You can do it. But I wish I had told him in college yeah. because I spent a full year following <gasps> him around like a puppy dog. Yeah. And like hoping he would hold my hand or something. And I should have just been like, I like you. I like you, dude. Yeah, take the risk. The worst they can say is no. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that so much. Okay. <laughs> We're making some. Uh, I'm so red in the face now. <laughs> Hi, baby. We're making some strides in our lives in this, this podcast. Okay. Dave, you're incredible. There's nobody Dave, else who I'd rather I love you TV so much. With. Dave is the, the best. most. I just had a crush on this guy in college. Okay. <laughs> Number 10. These are amazing, terrible, fantastic, tough years. But know that this time is like any other time in your life. It will pass. <gasps> just try your, your hardest to be a good person. Make decisions that you can look back on later and be proud of. Sometimes you will succeed and sometimes you won't. But the important part is that you try and be a good, kind, helpful person. Be aware that this time is fleeting. It's the time to make mistakes, to fall in love, to party with friends, to fail tests. It's a time to start really living. You got this shit. Go have the most fun. Love me. I love that. I, I When I was reading it, I, I, said, I read it as, uh, it's time to make mistakes to get messy from the magic school bus. <laughs> the... Um, Whatever Miss Frizzle says. And it, yeah. Like, I just like pictured you with Miss Frizzle's dress, with Miss oh. Frizzle's hair, but your face. That's I wish literally. I could pull off her look. Are you oh, kidding? you totally could. Absolutely could. With the planets on your dress and right. with the with the fire Merida hair. And... But like my husband's a redhead. Oh, that's true. I've always I've always wanted to be a redhead, but I can't. Really? Have you ever tried a wig on? Redheaded wig? You know, I must have been a show have, at some point. I have redhead extensions. You can hey. put them in your hair if you want to, to see, just to see what you would look like if you like had the bottom half oh of your God. hair red. No, my hairstylist, who I adore, would just be like, no. No, no, no. They're clip-ins. Oh. They're clip-in extensions if you want to try them on. I might. Maybe after this, I'll try one. <laughs> yes. That's so good. I, that's, every single one of those was so true. I, yeah. I liked how there were some small ones. Yeah, like um, some cool. nonsense ones like buy rain boots. Right. And then, and then some serious some, ones. Uh, some pretty bold and ones you you proclaimed a love to somebody who you were too afraid of, um, oh. you know, however many years ago. It would have been, gosh, would have been 10 years ago. Wow. Because I would have been 19, so it would have been 10 years ago. Dear you, one decade ago. Dear you, tell the guy you like him. Tell him. Just tell or him. tell the girl. Or tell, tell the girl. Like, just tell him. Tell them. Tell them with no pronouns. Yep. Just tell them. Tell the person you like that you like them. Absolutely. Work. 20 fucking 20. Live your life. Live your truth. Okay, so I have my phone now after tending to my dog and giving her a bone. And uh, here is the picture of me with the legally blonde uh, book. Here you go. Take my phone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh... My God, you Hashtag guys. Hashtag bra- bound for Broadway. <laughs> That's oh, man. so good. Also, you look so much like your sister in this picture. Yeah. Yeah. We we, we tend to favor you each other. You have the necklace on. I do have the Tiffany's Netflix. Netflix. Ugh, Netflix. The Fuck, Tiffany's Netflix. Necklace. Jesus Christ. I have the Tiffany's necklace. necklace on. That's really funny. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's good. 
I have that. It happened. I just need the messy. I need the dog in the, the, that's it. That was all that was missing is the dog. That should just be your headshot. Oh my God. Can you imagine? (laughs) To be fair, if I was a casting director and I saw that, I would laugh my ass if off. If they ever did another equity tour of Legally Blonde, which they never will do again, but or if I ever did a regional, I would be like, this was my high school senior year yeah. picture. Would you like to see it? And just have it like behind my actual headshot. Be like, turn over for a surprise. <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> That's really funny. Oh my gosh, amazing. Okay. Okay, so now it's time for you to read mine. All right. <clears throat> Dear me, congrats on graduating high school. You did it. It's now time to throw away everyone you ever knew in the trash and start a new life. Kidding. Well, half kidding. (laughs) College is going to go by in a blur. Four years seems like a lifetime for you. Four years seems like a lifetime for you now, but once it's over, it's over. So please enjoy it while you can. Your brain isn't fully developed yet, no matter how much you think you are a, quote, old soul, and that it's totally developed. It's not. (laughs) You have so much to learn, so much to do, and so much to see. Here is what here is what I wish I knew going into college. <laughs> I'm uh, I mean I'm still an old soul, but, but less like, and yeah, less. Yeah, your brain's so, not yeah, developed it's yet. It's not. I no. totally thought it was. It wasn't. Oh, I thought I was a grown ass adult at 18. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. Number one, get an on-campus job. You will do this in your senior year, and Brooke, it will probably be one of the best decisions you ever made. The job itself will be less than romantic. You will almost cut the top of your thumb off while slicing tomatoes. But you will meet the greatest people in the world while you are there. I wish you would have just met them sooner. They were always there at Prentice. 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 I went to this school. Prentice Cafe. Just waiting for you to complete their friend circle. Branching out with friends beyond those in your major is what keeps you sane. Maybe if you had done that right from the beginning, your time at school would have been much more well-rounded. Shout out to Brooke, Jacob, Kyle, and Kristen. My Prentice. 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 God damn it. (laughs) Prentice family. Shows how invested I was in that school. Yeah. People I will consider to be my friends forever. Yeah. Yeah. They are great people. And they, I was in Brooke and Jacob's wedding. I Mm. met Brooke and Jake uh, my first day working at Prentice, which I, I, responded to an ad on Facebook or like a, somebody posted in the Kent State 2014 all majors group saying we are hiring at Prentice Munchies uh, for somebody for meal prep can somebody do it and I said why not sure I'm not taking a lot of classes this year so I did that and I met Brooke and I said she goes you're new here and just like the cute she's so cute and she's, and I said yeah my name's Brooke and she goes no way, mine too. Oh, <laughs> and it's so fun when you meet a Brooke because I feel like you're kindred spirits. Yeah. And then I told her what I did. I was, I said, oh, I'm a musical theater major, but I spend my summers down at Disney working as a performer. And she goes, hold on. And she grabbed Jake and she goes, tell him what you told me. And he's this huge Disney guy, loves Disney so much. They both do. They're roommates and best friends and roommates with this other girl, Kristen, uh, who I met later. But, um. She, she, I go, are you two together? And they're like, no, we're roommates. And I Aww. see the look in Jake's eyes and I go, you love her. Like, you oh. totally love her. And I go, it's fine. You guys are just going to get married. I'm calling it now. Just day one knowing you. <gasps> Guess what? They got, they got married. married. And I was in their wedding. Oh. It was so beautiful. And the first day, so they, I'm like crying thinking about them. Oh. They're so wonderful people. So oh. <laughs> I love them so much. <laughs> we both cried. In know, okay, so I Are love we them so both much. PMSing. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> so they invite me over to their house, and I felt so lost in college. Just 
I felt like I was alone, but I wasn't. I just felt that way. And I didn't realize it was depression. And so I get invited to their house and I bring over a bottle of wine and um, I didn't know what to expect. And my mom was really nervous about me going to these random people's houses. And I get there and they're watching Disney movies and they're coloring. (laughs) And we have wine and we watch Disney movies and we're coloring. And they're like three years older than me. And then there's me who's a senior in college who is like, these are my people. I found my people. Why didn't I find them sooner? Yeah. And it was, uh, they're just so good. And I can't say this enough. Find those good people who yep. literally make you cry talking about your friendship with them. They're such good people and they're so good for your soul. I'm done. No, but <laughs> no, but you're right. And the thing is, I had the exact same thing in my letter. I think that's what it boils down Ugh. to my sorority thing is yeah. it's not even about a sorority. It's about finding friends outside of your major or your yeah. circle because... You need that. You need, you need that, that to be sanity. a well-rounded person. Yeah. You need people who are not like you, who are not doing the things you do. That crack was amazing, and I heard oh, it really? inside my that's uh, my neck, that, my headphones. That was really <laughs> pleasing, actually, audibly pleasing. Um, so they, you know, Brooke was a uh, is an interpreter, and uh, Jake worked as the chef, and he works in um, audio, and Kristen's a photographer, and so they're very creative people, but they're not creative in the way that I'm creative. So yeah. everything that I do and seems amazing to them, and everything they do seems amazing to me. Yeah, you, so you feed gotta, each other. You feed each other, and you got to realize what you're fucking doing right now is amazing. Find those people who tell you that what you're doing right now in that moment is amazing. Shout out to that friend group. That's they're great. Fucking amazing. Great people. I love them. I love you guys. Okay. Go to number two. God damn it. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Number two. Okay. Allow yourself to have one mental health day in each class. Taking time for your brain and your heart to align is just as important as taking off when you need, when you are physically ill, but just let yourself have that one. Save it for a time when you really need it and savor it when you take it. But any other time, even if you are too sleepy, too grumpy, too anything to go, just go to class. There are You are there because you decided to be, not because anyone forced you. You got to pick your classes and when they were. So just suck it up and go to class. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I skipped so much because I saw, I thought like, oh, whatever. I am too tired for this. Mm -hmm. I'm too, I feel meh. And I should have just given myself that one day Mm -hmm. to say, I just get to do me today. Yeah. And just giving myself that and not a million because then the then it was easier to continue to not go to class yeah then it you're was, like it was oh i don't i don't need to especially when classes where attendance isn't taken so oh, yeah. dangerous mm-hmm. um but no that's right and that goes into life too like take yeah. a mental health day when you need it they're just as important as your like, phys- physically yeah. sick days yep okay number three Speaking of when your classes are, for the love of golden flashes, don't sign up for a 7 a.m. class. Even an 8 a.m. class is too early. You love your sleep. Don't pretend you are going to get up and get moving. Don't pretend having an early class is going to, quote, motivate you to start your day. We, you know you. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't, don't do, do it. it. I signed up for this maybe, I think it was like an 8.30 dance class. And I said, what a great way Absolutely to start my not. day is to get up and get, get some dance clothes on and go. And in theory, that sounds amazing. But to no. somebody who is me, who literally di- would die for sleep, that Same. that is number one on my resume of special skills is Same. that I can literally sleep all day, every day. So don't do just, an early class. If you're an early person, 
great. But fuck but also, you because yeah, I'm not. What the fuck? If you're a morning person, teach us your ways. Teach us your ways. Okay. No, don't take early classes. Nope. Not worth it. Not worth That's it. That's really not. Don't be afraid to ask for help from your teachers. In your mind, it seems like a high stakes burden, but your tuition helps pay their salaries. They are here to teach you, not to intimidate you into submission. You go from failing the first theater history two test to acing the next one because you were unafraid to go to your professor and ask for help. She wrote on the bottom of your second test, redemption, and it's a memory you will not soon forget. Quote, the work will sustain you, Dr. Rosemary Bank. She, oh, you have the picture. I have a picture. We're going to have to post that. Of redemption. She was, without a doubt, one of the most terrifying teachers I've ever had. Oh my God, she's so scary, but terrifying. she's so sweet. But the, and you're right. If you, she... If you had the balls to go and say, I need help. Oh, my gosh. She sat with me for, what, like two hours? Yeah, in her office and because went through something. I literally walked in. I said, Dada, theater is bullshit. I do not understand yeah. it. How the hell am I supposed to interpret this? How am I supposed to ace it? And she yeah. said, well, you're an analytical thinker. You're not going to. You need to find. And we worked on it. And the funny thing is when I transferred in, I went right to musical uh, I went to theater history too yeah. because I had taken theater history one of my old the, school. The theater history two first test is what I And she fought with me. She fought with me on it oh. and said, you're going to fail. You don't belong to be here. And I got a B plus on that first test. And she apologized to me and she said, oh, I wow. guess you do belong to be here. What a. And I was like, you're fucking right. But she also is... I had panic attacks for three weeks about that test. She's an icon. She's fucking amazing. She wrote the book for theater history. She yeah. literally wrote the, the, yep. the textbook for theater she, history. She might be one of the best teachers I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Find those teachers. Utilize them. Yes, You absolutely. will never forget them. Mm-hmm. The work you will produce is the product of the work you have put into it. The same goes for college in general. If you don't give a shit about a class, chances are, chances are you are not going to get anything of worth out of that class. Your gen ed classes may seem like a bore and you want to rush through them, but if you have a chance to choose a gen ed on a subject that even so much as fires a spark in your brain, take that one, not just the easy A. Yeah. I... I got to take well you know with Kent you have so many gen eds you have Mm -hmm. to take before you can get your musical theater degree and I thought that was stupid because I said what's the point I learned a lot from my gen ed classes I took intro to gerontology which is the study of old people and um (laughs) sorry (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that was the thing yeah study of old people yeah oh I'm sure it's fascinating but that just caught me off guard and was I'm just imagining like that textbook it was really interesting and um at that moment in my life I I had some some ailing family members and to then it talked about Mm. the the process of mentally going through of getting older and of accepting your ultimate demise and see like that's brilliant and then it talked about you know when your body starts shutting down everything and it was so interesting and very informative uh to know that what's gonna happen in my life and I was the only person who took that that I know of yeah I didn't know that was a thing for my science credit and I was uh, when I told people that was my science credit, they they thought it was so funny. And yeah. I think it's funny, too. But it was so cool to be able to take that class and have the opportunity to take that class as a something I needed for my major to graduate. Yeah. The fact that I could take the study of old people and then they said, congratulations, here's your musical theater degree is is pretty cool. I will say my first college had a thing called J term, winter term. So mm-hmm. we had two semesters. But then the whole month of January, you got to take a class on anything you wanted just the one or you got to take a trip but it 
it was not related to your major. So you could take truly anything. I think one, cool. I took like study of film, like screen acting yeah. I was trying. And then I think another one I took like a bullshit course, but it was so much fun because yeah. it was something so different and they really pushed, make it not connected to your major, make it something mm-hmm. totally fun. And that's all you did for the month of January was that one class, that's which really, I thought was brilliant. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like that. Yeah. I Thanks, wish I wish that Kent did that. Me too. I would have loved to have just had one month where, because honestly, if there was like an intro to true crime or intro to something. Criminology. Anything like that. I might have not been a musical theater major. Because like it shows you what you can do outside of your major. Because it might not be your calling. If if you find something that you're like, I'm actually more dedicated to this than I am that. Why didn't I do that? I know. Oh my God. So take classes that aren't. Yes. What you think you should take. Exactly. You might love it. You might love it. All right. But on that note, number six, don't take astronomy. (laughs) (laughs) The only reason you ended up with a D and not an F in that class is because the professor was a secret musical theater lover and called stars giants in the sky. Oh. And when he raised the projector to a song, you promptly asked, is this chromalume number seven from Sunday in the Park with George? And then he geeked out and he gave you a ton of extra credit. Astronomy sounds really cool. It was a fucking hard class. Yeah. Okay. So I knew I, I said astronomy sounds so cool. Yeah. And it was. It was cool to have to be in the, the room with the projector where mm-hmm. you get to see the night sky. And it was really cool. And then I got to the test and it's one of those things where you know it or you don't because it's all facts. <laughs> yeah. It's not theory or like it's not critical thinking. It's you either know what the... Um, how many how many moons are on this whatever <laughs> or you don't and it wasn't multiple choice um, at least mine wasn't and I Ooh. I did really really bad on that note don't be afraid to drop classes oh gosh <laughs> like I know <laughs> don't, don't be afraid to don't drop be afraid because I dropped yeah. a couple I dropped out of ballet too because I somehow yeah. tested into like intermediate ballet which like I absolutely should not have somehow tested into that class and I knew that (laughs) day number three when we were doing lines across the ground and I'm over here like a graceless hippo of a person and uh hippos were very graceful in Fantasia thank you they were they were but there's (laughs) I always joke I'm like getting into a leotard for me is like getting into a sausage casing oh my god I hate it I I don't like it yeah and truly I dropped that class hard because I was like, this is not it. So don't be afraid to drop classes if it's not for you. If it's not for you. I still have stress dreams that I forgot to drop a class and there was a huge test that, or the, and I would fail if I didn't go and I would go to the test and not know anything. I still have nightmares that I have homework and then I wake up and realize Uh I'm 29. Oh yeah. That's (laughs) yeah. Stress dreams. Those are so real. Awful. Okay. PTSD. Hmm. Get really drunk for the first time with a small group of friends you know, love, and trust. Find out your limit of what you can drink, what you like, and what makes your stomach do flips. Don't find this out at a party, especially at Michigan State when your brother's friend give you baby shots, when in reality they are just straight up full shots of Jaeger. You will get sick. You will throw up all over Adam's bed. And to this day, you cannot smell, you cannot stand the smell of the black licorice, even though you loved it all, you loved it growing up. It's not fun. Not fun. I'm so sorry, Adam. He was so good to me that trip. I was a freshman in college, and I uh, I love Michigan State. Mm-hmm. I think Michigan State is an incredible school. They got rid of their musical theater department, and that's why I didn't go. So I would always go visit my brother and sister in school, and they threw the bombest parties <laughs> ever, ever. 
and I got so drunk that or I got so drunk and sick within three hours of the party starting because my brother's friends were like take shots or take I said I don't take shots because I can't gulp it all the way down and they go no just take these baby shots and so mentally I said oh they're not full shots and I took Mm. do you want to know how many I took yes 12 oh my god Jesus yeah Yeah, know your limits. And you're right. Do it with a small group of friends first. Yes. And honestly, I'm not telling you to get blackout, wasted, drunk with some friends. I'm telling you to realize what's going to make you sick. And then I'll just Mm -hmm. take care of each other the next day or order an IV doc, which I know is really expensive, (laughs) but like, just do it. Um, Did you do that? No, Michael did though. (laughs) That's a a story for another day. I, I remember I was a freshman in college and my high school friend was a year younger than me. So Mm -hmm. she was a senior and she was going to college. And she had never really drank. Mm-hmm. And I went to my parents and I said, mom, can we invite blank? I'm not going to out this person. Can we, in- can I invite her over mm-hmm. and get her drunk at our house on like what was my spring break? Yeah. It's just going to be us. We're not driving anywhere, but she needs she to know needs her limit. To know. Both my parents were like, yeah. Amazing. And we took, because we were these type of people, every drink we did, we had a tally. That's and she knew like and then we took notes like when you got here I felt tipsy when I got here I got whatever oh my god yeah you're such a good friend hey you are great that is exactly what I wish I would have done because honestly to this day I still don't know my limit I got fucking wasted (laughs) we'll do it here two weeks ago and at a bar and because it was an open bar for my friend's 30th birthday Oh, open bars are poison and I had so much and the next day I was flat on my back and that hasn't happened in years Ugh. in years and hangovers now are no joke they're no joke and Your so whole body okay hurts. great we need to learn my limit and we'll not do go that. past it we'll watch disney movies and drink some wine and have tallies especially of when you feel wine things. too wine, wine is poison right mm-hmm. i call my family my mom calls it the poison yeah where i should be like oh did you drink the poison yeah wine is no joke michael only strictly drinks miller lights now because my uncle yep. said that that's just straight up water and yeah, same. It, you'll feel great Bud light course light yeah. Although I, I love bourbon. That's my downfall. See, I love a good IPA and that fucks you up Ooh. real fast. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. We don't mess around. Oh. <laughs> okay. Number eight, learn to cook. Have friends teach you. You are such a klutz and you are terrible in the kitchen. But just because a burger at Rosie's Diner on your meal plan is easier to get than finding and putting together a healthier meal does not mean it's worth it in the end. Form positive habits now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love to cook. I started my senior my junior year but I, I mean and it wasn't fancy I would just go to Aldi and buy yeah. like sweet potatoes and broccoli and just roast it but our my roommate Caitlin taught me how to make chili and she taught me how to do all this other stuff and she was so proud of me when I would cook my own food but when I first started school and you're just in a dorm which yeah. I understand the meal plan and wanting to do that but there are so much more there's so much healthier options to get even at like the diner that was in our yes. um and and on campus just because you can get ice cream ice cream every day doesn't mean you should get ice cream every day I totally gained that freshman 15 oh absolutely I I did I totally did I think I gained like a freshman solid 36 (laughs) because once I realized you could get the Tostitos queso on your meal plan with the chips that's just my friends and I would hang out and we'd get that and we would don't do that just don't do it get a salad every now and then yeah just just start forming healthy habits yeah it's no. a lot easier. It is a lot easier. Number nine. Are you fucking kidding me? We, we have the same letter. Okay. <laughs> Find on-campus mental health resources, even if that's just going to the, quote, finals week puppy playtime 
where they bring in puppies to the library did you ever do that no Are i didn't know serious? That was a thing. well i don't know if i think it was the library now hearing you say it, i believe it was the the big like the common space yeah mm-hmm. the, the whatever big common space that was with all the like subway and einstein's bagels all that um oh. they they would bring puppies and i remember stumbling upon it on finals week and with our major finals week isn't that huge because yeah. you don't really do much test it's more wise, performance but based i was still so stressed about it and i was getting something from some einstein's bagels and they're with puppies and i thought this is brilliant i love dogs yeah and i don't get enough of them and so i just like played with them for 20 minutes and then left and then i thought that was really good and then now looking back being 27 and seeing all the resources that were there for me Mm -hmm. to get through that time of my life that I should have done but I was too afraid to do it or too embarrassed is it's horseshit the fact that I was afraid embarrassed uh, upset that I needed something like that and so I just let it go yeah and you shouldn't go it's free your mental health is so important especially when you're at that developmental age yeah and to I was lucky because I'd been in therapy since I was 16. Mm-hmm. So I knew the importance of it, but I think more college kids should. Yeah. I think everyone should go to therapy. My mom tried to take me to therapy when I was in a relationship in high school that was not toxic because he was, but because I was too into it at mm-hmm. that age. So she tried to take me to therapy and I was like, I don't need therapy. I had like a full on, like yeah. I was possessed by the devil for this uh, therapy session and I never went back. I will say my mom is so fucking smart. She took all of us to therapy pretty much the minute we turned 16. And oh she even aunt. said, she said, you don't have to talk. You don't have to do anything, but you have to go. And it was with an older woman named Melinda. And she's the one who when I started to get older, had like the birth control talk with me and oh. had all these things. And I had this safe space to talk to somebody. And my mom never asked what we talked about. She would drop us off, pick us up. And it was never discussed. HIPAA. Yeah. I mean, but she, my mom, you know, most moms would be like, oh, so what'd you talk about? Oh, what'd yeah. you do? My mom from day one, just let us have that outlet. I think that is it's, unreal. Great. Yeah. Thanks, mom. Thanks, Mrs. Boyage. Thanks, mama. So yeah, and now I love therapy. I go every week. Like, yeah. everyone should have therapy. Is your mom Mrs. Boyage still? Or did she yeah, go she's back Mrs. Boyage okay, still. great. It's Carol. Carol, Carol Lynn, but we all call it Carol. Thanks, Carol. Um, okay, you are never going to have so many resources so close and accessible to you than you do right now. Start your journey to become the best version of yourself early. Yes. Mm-hmm. And number 10, your path during your college career is yours and yours alone. You do not need to compare yourself to someone else's journey. Yeah. Yeah. Way... I don't, uh, I guess, I feel like we need to have somebody else on here who is not in the performing world going Mm -hmm. to college. I think that'd be a really great episode of somebody talking about their experience or just getting letters from people. Please, honestly, send us letters of your college experience because we only have ours and ours is so similar in the fact that. It's a weird sliver of college. It is a, it's a weird sliver and, um we were so competitive in college our major was very competitive it was very much on who is better than who in yeah. that moment so yep. it's i don't know if that's everything everybody's majors if i'm it's, sure some majors that's the case but not all yeah so i i feel like my journey and what i needed in college may not be what you need listener as a person but it was definitely what i needed yeah all that is what i needed to hear and uh You can continue. (laughs) For you, Brooke, college won't be all smooth sailing. It's going to be a rough ride. You are going to make some terrible hair choices. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 
Lose your pretty important family members. Hear the word no more often than you would like. And you are going to feel like you are not at all good enough. You are good enough. You can always work to be better. But remember, in the moment, you are exactly where you need to be. Hang on. Every bump in the road is worth it. Love me. Yeah. Like you, you are so enough. You, you are enough. Yeah. Even if someone tells you no, ugh, such bullshit. But yeah. When somebody tells you no, I, I hate when people tell you it's nothing personal when somebody tells you no, because it feels so personal. But it's true because you, when you get told no, I'm reiterating of this of the first episode, it's just something that is going to block a path that you weren't supposed to be on mm-hmm. to continue your right path. And you are enough to hear that yes, to get that validation, but you don't need it. You don't need it in that moment. It wasn't given to you. So just brush it off, move on, continue looking down your path and don't, you don't even look to the side of a path. Don't do a quick take of like what that life could have been like. Oh God, um, you, I struggle with that. I do too. Because my when I hear a no, mm-hmm. my instinct is fuck you. I'm gonna show you that you're wrong. Yeah. And instead of just being like, fine, fuck you, I'll go on this path. I keep ramming my head into that closed door yeah. until I get a fucking concussion. Yeah. Like I need to really work on that. And I think pa- I'm getting it now. Paths can reopen themselves. But the thing is, is that it is no longer that path that's in your rearview mirror that you're looking at. Yes. It is now a separate path. And that's what you, I'm going through right now. Because, what we talked about earlier. Yeah. Because you grow as a person. You, you, that entity or whatever it is has also grown and learned. Yeah. And so it is a completely new path. It may be the same path. It may be. Um, something you had in the past but it's going to be something brand new and you need to look at every single opportunity every side path as something new and when it closes close it yeah. because if it opens back up it's a new path in front of you and you might miss it because you were looking back I needed to hear that I think that's very applicable to what's going on in my life right now I'm glad you needed to hear it I need to hear it too every yeah. like, because I feel like I'm really excited about this podcast because I mm-hmm. it's given me something to look forward to. Right. Which is something I haven't had in a long time. Me too. Because I just kind of felt stuck in the same. You of, s- we settled into. Yeah, I settled into my life. I got, I got my little cute puppy right here and I have... I have what I want and I've had mm-hmm. what I, and I have what I need. And so I, I just settled in and kind of got co- too cozy. And, and this was birthed because you and I both out of the blue discussed how neither one of us felt creatively challenged and yes. haven't since college and we're not doing anything that is challenging us. Even like auditions for me, mm-hmm. they are challenging in a sense, but it's not this creative um, drive that either of us need. Yeah. And that's how this started. But you know what? I'm not religious. Nah, me and neither. I'm taking the damn wheel back from Jesus. Because it's mine. It's my fucking wheel. Yep. I do not need anybody else driving my goddamn car. Ding, I'm sitting ding, in the ding. driver's seat. I got my seatbelt on. Give me that goddamn wheel. Because I want to go somewhere. I see it. I see the path. I'm going to go there. And if it closes, it closes. Who yeah. cares? I'm but we go have to try. Thing, but I'm going to try to drive for a little while. Yeah. That's, you know what? 2020. We're both not religious. I don't think, I think when you die, you die and you close your eyes and nothing happens and it's like going to sleep. That's me. So why the fuck am I not going to take big, big risks, risks right now? Or at least even little risks. Just do things that challenge you. Yes. So thanks for coming along with us, guys. Yeah. Take back your goddamn wheel And from even if Jesus. you all weren't here listening, and su- surprisingly, there's a lot of you. Even if you weren't here listening, we would still be doing this. 
Yes. Because it feeds us. It feels good. It feels really good. Yeah. Um, I just want to give a huge shout out mm-hmm. to Connor Simpson, who wrote our theme Connor. song. He went to college with us. He went to college. With I us. sing one of his songs for auditions all the time. All the time. I do, too. He's incredible. <laughs> we love him so freaking much. He's so and talented. And when I thought of the idea of who I would like to bring in this journey with us, I said, Connor, it's a no brainer yeah. who, who I would like to uh, have contribute to this because the more people you can bring in on your success and to bring to their journey, the the bigger and the more fun your car yeah. is. You showcase you, all your friends' you wonderful talents and other people get to see them. And yeah, and it just it broadens your your success because then you get to have all your friends there with you. Yeah. So thank you to Connor for writing our theme song. We I love asked, you. I asked him to write a theme song similar to the office theme because I love it so much and it makes me dance. And I think he fucking nailed it. He, he nailed, nailed our personalities it. and he nailed this podcast. So thank you, Connor. We love you. And thank you to our listeners, whoever you are, even if it's four people or <laughs> four million, I don't give a shit. Thank you for listening. Thank you. T, you can say something now. I've been talking. Go. We love you all. Thanks so much. Uh, feel free to email us. We'll put it at the end, but... Yeah. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Dear listener, support for this podcast comes from you, just for taking a chance on a new podcast. If you would like, go to our Patreon page, as long as I can get it set up on time. Have a suggestion for a letter? Or do you want to write one yourself? Email us at dearmelovemepodcast at gmail.com. All Dear Me, Love Me art is created by Julie Eccles. Thank you, Julie. Music is composed and produced by Connor Simpson. Follow us on all the gross social media sites we have. Instagram at Dear Me, Love Me Podcast. Twitter at DMLM Podcast. And you can find us on Facebook, too. Thanks for listening. Love us.